Now here is the great, great secret of effectual prayer. Listen carefully. The prayer that gets to heaven starts in heaven. I believe God wants to shake this old country one more time with heaven-sent revival. That's what God wants to do. There also has to be the other side of the coin, our responsibility to share that life-changing message with those around us. There's something in the nature of God that wants His love to be shared with other people. Welcome to Not Another Baptist Podcast, a weekly podcast exploring the ins and outs of church revitalization with your hosts, Matt Hensley and Kyle Beerman. This podcast is sponsored in part by the Christian Standard Bible. We encourage you to check out the CSB after the show to learn about a translation that is both readable and accurate at csbible.com. What it do? How are you, Darren? Hey, man. I'm good. Well, you seem as excited to be here as I am. <laughs> I, I am. I am very excited. I'm still. I'm drinking coffee. Um, I'm sitting here in my office with you Your best in, in the flesh, the in, in, in the flesh. Um, we're actually getting to sit down and record a couple of episodes today. Yeah, so because somebody gets fantastic. to take a vacation. Somebody is yeah. like, who cares about this pandemic? Yeah. I go where I want, do what I want to do. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, that's something, something like that is definitely how that conversation happened. Yeah. So, well, Matt, uh, today we're going to talk about something that, that I think has been... Um, always been an issue in ministry. No, we're not. Before we do that, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. Uh, I thought we, I thought we had established that. I'm, I'm fantastic. Uh, things are rocking along. I am ready for vacation. Yes, we are ready to get away. Church. Good church. Church. Good. Um, like, like a lot of others that that are outside of Mayhill America, um, (laughs) attendance, we've just got a revival, (laughs) uh, attendance post COVID is, is a little slow coming back. Um, you know, is the best thing that's happened to our church. (laughs) So, so awkward, like just so, so strange the way that, that to, to see how the difference in Mayhill and almost every single other church that I'm, that I'm aware of. Yeah. And uh, I still want to know how much of that is rural um, to city. I know this yeah. is still considered small town yeah. or whatever, you know, with Alamogordo, but it still has that feel right. of a city. And there's cases here. Um, because I'm sure it's the church's fault somehow. Um, but, uh, but up there, there's, there's no cases. Right. Our closest case is here. Yeah. Um, or not here at the church, but right. here, here in Alamogordo. Yeah. And uh, so, but we, you know, I think our first week of the lockdown was about 80 with our drive-in. And then each week we were adding about 10 to 15 yeah. or so. And this past week, you know, whatever, 140, 150 or whatever yeah. were, were there. And, uh, you know, we have two services uh, to accommodate the 25% thing, and we can't even pull that off, like each of them are above that. So, uh, good problem to have. Um, if if we were in a different town and we were still having that problem, we would be a little more apt to add another service or something. Yeah. But right now, um, things are going well on, on that side. It's just, uh, it's, it is just weird. Yeah. Because um, our, our demographic, both of our churches' demographics in terms of age, right. very similar. Um Building size. I mean, y'all y'all could have more room to to have multiple services, or not need to have multiple services. We have a smaller building. We're needing to go to two services anyhow. Um, but now, here we are, and it's just so weird. Yeah, and we've said before, our people uh, just have more faith in the people in Alamogordo. <laughs> yeah, something like that. You know, but but, but we've said before, um, 
you know, there's there's 40 miles between our 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 communities. But um, mine is pretty, and yours uh, is well. The, but but we really do live and minister in different worlds. Yeah. Um. Yeah. You're up in the mountains. Um, where, you know, maybe the lack of oxygen um, affects people's decision-making abilities. And, and down here, the, the heat definitely Which affects that. <laughs> I'm calling an audible, Kyle, and we're, we're talking about something else today. Because okay. of this, since this okay. is kind of where the podcast has gone, okay. we're going to talk about that lack of oxygen, some of the things we have uh, dealt with in our churches. Okay. Uh, so loneliness, yeah. y'all know what to do. Um, find a friend. Um you know, talk to another pastor, uh, use your phone, call somebody, text somebody. Uh, we'll, we'll dig into pastoral isolation soon. Uh, but uh, Kyle, you, you mentioned in terms of uh, the, the growth that we've experienced, uh, your church, you know, just tanking the average uh, SBC uh, attendance numbers. Uh, so have you ever, you're out for Sunday, had, uh, you know, Little knock on the door, be like, "Hey, hey, brother Kyle, um, I, I have, you know, God's just really put something on my heart or whatever, and I, I want to share it today." Have you ever had that experience? So not here. Um, the The closest I had, I was a I was a youth and, and music minister, and uh, there was a guy who walked in in the middle of the sermon, um, sharp dressed. I mean, in a, in a suit and tie, um, walked down and and sat like on the front row. And, and that's always an indicator something's up because nobody sits on the front row, yep. um, and just sat there. And as the as the pastor was doing his closing, this guy stands up. Uh, pastor, I have an uh, I, I have an announcement, and uh, nobody knew who this guy was. And pastor kind of had to put the kibosh on that. Um, but no, I've never had, as far as I remember, never had anybody. You know that that pastor. I need to talk to you right now. You know, grow, growing up at, at First Baptist uh, Grand Prairie, uh, we were in uh, downtown, you know, middle of Main Street, all that kind of stuff. And uh, so there's a lot of pass-through traffic. Most people that came to church there were driving from the opposite end of town. Uh, but there was just a lot of people who just would be walking through the parking lots. You know, cars got stolen, radios got stolen. Um, just in that parking lot alone, I lost three radios. Um, but, uh, but we used to have a guy that regularly came and everybody knew him because he was common in the downtown area, uh, had used to be, um, like postmaster or in something with the mail, uh, because he carried around this manila folder of letters and, uh, he, he never wanted to, to really talk at the church, never wanted to give a, a statement or whatever. But every single time that he did come, uh, just in the middle of the most awkward moments in the sermon or whatever, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. I, I legit jumped, by the way. That scared me. I was never prepared <laughs> and, and so, and, and everybody did. And, uh, and so then service is over. During the invitation, he'd walk out. Like, never wanted to say, but he just would get tickled at different things and, and just start laughing. Um, probably, you know, laughed at what the pastor was wearing. I don't know, but uh, but so I don't know if that's related. You know, we've we've shared a little bit before, but you in in the the three just over three years that you've been in Mayhill, <laughs> than I have in like fifteen years of ministry, and and I would say probably then in a combination of several different. 
pastors. Like, if yeah. all of us got in a room, I, I think you in the last three years have dealt with more of that than than many guys combined. It, uh, you know, it's been interesting because everybody's going to deal with the deaths in the church, you know, that kind of deal. Everybody's going to deal with divorces, you know, that kind of deal. Uh, for for us, it was just like right out of the gate. As soon as I got here, uh, member of the community shot point blank with a shotgun in her mouth. Like that's that's like the first week that I'm on the ground. Like, oh, here we go. And and then, you know, we've, we've talked about some of the other ones in the past. Uh, uh, but it, it has been, you know, suicide attempts or... Uh, domestic abuse, all kinds of stuff, just within three three years that I haven't necessarily experienced in, you know, I guess 20 years now or more of ministry, uh, all like on top of one another. It's like you got a somewhat of a breather in between one, and then it was right into another. Like like even this, you know, we finally got to a point of like our our two service thing is going great. We're having great attendance and all that kind of stuff. And I just felt like I could finally breathe. Everybody's doing what they need to do. We're making it happen. Giving's good. We've got people getting saved, all of that. I'm like, good. We're at a good spot. And and it was like the moment that Sunday that, you know, we're just going to roll with today and we're pumped about it. It's just going to be a normal day. It's like there's never just a chance to have a breather. And, uh, and I think everybody has seasons like that. Um, where, uh, and this is maybe where we can come back to the isolation thing, that when when you do, if I was doing all of that stuff, the murder-suicide, suicide attempt, OD, uh, spousal abuse, divorces, uh, you know, best friends turning their back, you know, all, all these kinds of things all on my own, no way could I pull that yeah. off. Um, and and I think, too, with, with you and some of the, you know, the different struggles you've had here, that trying to manage those on your own would be a disaster. Yeah. And and we're not just talking super spiritual. You take it to God in prayer, of course. But, you know, where you can have somebody, you can say, hey, Kyle, uh, I'm going to need a trip to the coffee shop. Yeah. And you just go and you can just lay it all out, yep. drop it out there, and uh, and maybe come up with a game plan for how to how to work through it. And uh, and so that's, that's something that every pastor must have right well and 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 even just like you said you don't have to super spiritualize it because there are, there are days where every pastor i know just needs to just needs to vent yeah right or or needs to needs to process through a decision with someone outside of their church body right um yeah i i mean i i hope every pastor that we have here i hope that you you have a, a relationship with your spouse where you can talk about some stuff but 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 there are things you don't need to unload on her, mm-hmm. and and there are things that that experiencing them as a pastor's wife is very different than experiencing it as a pastor, um, and and so you need buddies in ministry, maybe some buddies out of ministry that you can just sit down and say, hey, um, well, let's have coffee. Yeah, we we just need to talk. You I, know, I just know how many times in in like counseling, you know, when I'm counseling somebody, that I don't even have to say anything. The more they talk and the more they are processing through yeah. those kinds, of, they're like, oh, like the light bulb comes. And I'm yeah. like, you're welcome. Like no. you just kind of walk through it. And there's times that, you know, I'm in my mind in that middle of uh, the middle of the hurricane or whatever, in the eye of the storm. That in was the, the eye of the hurricane. The, there's quiet. First quiet for a moment. Uh, but, uh, but in the middle of that storm, though, 
you're not necessarily seeing that clearly. And so I'll run through like, you know, to, to Bart, you know, Barbara or whatever. Hey man. And I start typing out this long thing. And then as soon as I send it, I'm like, Oh, and then he's like, yeah, you got it. You know, it's like, it's like, Oh, and, and, and then so, there's times that we do the same thing. Yeah. Or you, we'll we'll and, walk through. Something. And sometimes it's as simple as when you, when you hear yourself say this thought out loud, you go, Oh no, that, that is dumb. That yeah. never mind. That doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so what are some ways that people can, cannot be isolated in ministry? And, and of course, right now with COVID, uh, that's probably equally as important to right. focus on. Yeah, I mean, so this is um, this is the what, what I think the local association part part of what the local association does, where you have uh, sister churches in an area um, that, that you can lean on and other pastors that you can lean on, um, and and so if you've not built those relationships, uh, maybe maybe this week it's a good time just to call a pastor and say, hey. Um, let's go, let's go grab coffee. I just need to, I need to get to know you and, and I just need to talk. And, and, um, like early in COVID for me, um, that was just calling a couple of our, of our church members and, and being like, um, I just need like some human interaction. I need, I need to get out of my house and I need human interaction. Come to the office. We'll stay six feet apart. We'll, we'll pour our own coffee here, but let, let's just chat, right? Let, let's just get some face-to-face interaction. Um, and especially for me as an extrovert, that did so good for my heart about a month in. My first two weeks were great. It was like, okay, you know, I mean, things were crazy, but I, I, I kind of enjoy the change. And then about, about a month in, two, three, four weeks in, I went, this is awful. Like I need, I, mean, I thrive on seeing people, interacting with people on Sunday mornings to not have that. So, so call somebody in your association and just begin developing that relationship. Maybe you have, um, you know, as, as tired as we are of screens, if you are in a spot where you can't easily interact with another pastor face-to-face, um, call somebody up, do a FaceTime chat, do a Zoom chat, something. But, but, but there's a difference in, in getting to see somebody's face when you're talking to them as opposed to, um, you know, just hearing a voice or, or text messages or something like that. For sure. So just, you know, and, and don't be afraid to make that effort and just, and, and just be upfront and honest. I, I need some interaction. I, I just need to talk and, you know, maybe decompress some of the, some of the stresses that we've all experienced over the past four months. Uh, because the reality is, um, as much as we hate what's going on, it's not going away. Yeah. This, this is, I, I know the phrase new normal gets, gets thrown out there a lot, but at least for a while, um, the new normal is that nothing's going to be normal. And so, you know, we've got to, th- this isn't a two month thing like we had hoped for in the beginning that we're, we're looking at at least the rest of this year, if not into some of 2021. And there may be some cultural changes that, that we don't get back. To I mean, there, there may be things about this that, that don't meet and greet. return meet, meet and greet. Um, <laughs> you know, I even think, I mean, I think after several months of, of social distancing, that might just kind of be reprogrammed into our DNA as a culture that, that we just, without even really thinking about it, we just kind of stay apart in uh, grocery stores and all that, which I know will bug you so much. Nope. <laughs> um, but I mean, everything you've described over the last five minutes have been heaven for it's me. Like, it's like Matt's. <laughs> this is my best this is life Matt, now. This is Matt's utopia. Yeah. <laughs> Don't leave your house. Okay. <laughs> okay. 
Like Kyle, Kyle had to beg me to come down here to go eat. Yes, so. I've been because I've been up to Mayhill twice since all this started. Yep. And and uh, so yeah, just just come down and I bribed him down here to record in person uh, with Mexican food. Yep. And it worked. It did work. It almost didn't. <laughs> I, I, was, I, I was going to not, but Matt, Matt's love language is Mexican food. So it's <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and so like I said, I mean, part of. Part of walking through all of this, part of the grieving process, and I think that's a good way to, to describe this, is grief because we are grieving for uh, a way of life that that is uncertain right now. Um, Matt and I are grieving over the fact that that we're in mid July almost, and we've not had baseball. Um, hopefully, that's coming back at the end of the month. We'll wait and see. Um, but but part of the grief process is is accepting a new reality, right? And and so at least temporarily we know that this reality is is with us. It's going to be disruptive. And you know, maybe you are really struggling with that. Um and and if you are, I guarantee there are people in your church who are struggling through it as well. Um you know, we we've talked a bit about this before, but you probably have people in your church still who who say this is nothing more than a political hoax, and you probably have some people in your church who are are full on um, we might all catch this and die. Um, and you've got to pastor both of those. You, yeah. You've got to shepherd them through that. But also for, for most of your people, uh, so much about this has disrupted every part of their lives. And, and they are, like everyone else, grasping for some sense of normalcy. And so I think we have to walk them through as well that grieving process of understanding um, normal. We, we might not get back to normal for a, for a long time. Um, shepherd them. Help them not to be isolated uh, as well. Matt, any final closing thoughts? No, because, I mean, I like isolation. <laughs> Matt's, Matt's ready to get back in his truck and head back up to the mountain sure and get am. back to his house. <laughs> For one, because it is not nearly as hot up there as it is. Down. Oh. We're supposed to touch 102, uh, and so Matt's, yeah, like, melting. <laughs> it's it's a dry heat, he says. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, you know, re- reach out. You know, there, there's times where I I – kind of expect somebody else to reach out or whatever um also know that if you're somebody like kyle where it might not be a bad idea just to call a couple of pastors and just check on them knowing that they're there's a good chance they're isolated worried whatever else or might be struggling just to check on them and uh, kind of take the initiative even if you're not feeling lonely or anything like that but you go out to make sure that there's nobody in your little area of influence that is lonely either so that would be the only other thing I would add to it. And uh, but like I said, I'm ready to get in my truck and go back home. So, are we done? We are done. All right. So may your coffee be as black as night, as full as gospel. You declare. Amen. This podcast has been sponsored in part by the Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. There are a lot of great things happening on Seminary Hill, and so we encourage you to find out all about them at swibbits.edu after this short clip by Roy Fish. Again, that is swbts.edu. Have a great day, and God bless. People without Jesus are lost. And they're not only lost, but they're in danger of being eternally lost. The fact that people are going to be in hell if they don't somehow come into saving faith.